say nearly as many things as I thought I would. So what what song did you pick? I picked Dreams by Ella Eyre. Right, right. I listened to that. Yeah. Ugh, I love it. It was her. very poppy. I don't know. I have like a, a thing for British musicians, I guess. I thought she was American. No, she's um she's British. Like her I think it's because of the way that she sings, like her her accent is a little masked, but she's mm-hmm. um She's from England. She's of Jamaican descent. Oh, wow. But she that's, was born in awesome. England. Yeah. Where'd she yeah. grow up? Do you know which she area? Grew up, she grew up in um, London. South side? Or no. Or South England? I don't know. West London. Yeah. She's mixed. Her dad is Jamaican and her mom is Maltese. Very cool. Um, and then the guy that's also featured in the song, Young Bane, um, is also British. And he's from East London. I heard that it's very rainy there. And I don't know, like, I feel like that would ruin, like, the entire (laughs) trip. Yeah, I heard it's only sunny there a few days out of the year. Um, The artist I was talking about today, she she moved to London, I believe. She's um, originally from South Korea, though. So this is um, a single that she just recently released in end of May, I believe. And it's part of an album that's in the works right now. So she recently came out with a new song and she had a show planned. And literally the day before her show, which and this was like her first show in years, the day before her dad passed away, she was like basically unsure of whether or not she should continue on with the show and she like just blocked it out and just like literally continued on with her life she did the show and then she ended up like just working after that she said that she was just like writing and just creating new work constantly and then till eventually it just like her emotions and all the trauma and everything just caught up with her she hit like a period of time where she just had like extreme creative block and she couldn't create anything So she decided like that was the time to like actually just deal with everything and process her grief. She actually went to Jamaica to visit her her dad's old home and stuff. So her her dad was living in Jamaica um, and she hadn't seen him for a few years. So she like went back there to try and reconnect with him and to reconnect with her roots. She said that she was nervous that it was going to be like basically trying to ignore her grief. But she said that as soon as she got there, she just immediately felt like connected to her dad and her family. And she said that as soon as she got there, her creative block was lifted and she was like creating all these songs. So this song she actually created while she was in Jamaica. Um, And she was like talking about how she like set up like a makeshift studio and stuff. And she, this is like one of her favorite songs on the album so far, she said. She said that it was just like a really lighthearted, fun project for her to work on. And it, it helped her kind of like get her mind off of things. Um, And she just... She just put a lot of heart and soul into it. And you can tell by, like, her voice in the song and also the music video. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. It was just a really good video to watch. And I think she did a really good job with it. Very on brand for the song. It was very dreamlike, I will say. 
So her her name is Ella Ayer, and the song is called Dreams. It's her singing with a feature by Young Bane, who's a British rapper from East London. <laughs> and it was produced by Rinks, or Banks and Rinks. Oh. So she her genre is, um, she doesn't really have one genre. She dabbles in pop, R&B, as well as some like EDM. Um, so there's she has um, a collaboration with Rudimental, which is probably like one of her most popular songs called Waiting All Night. Another good song. Um, so she's she's super talented. Like she can really um, pretty much adapt to any genre, any style. She's just all around great, I think. I just found an article on the making of it. She had a really good time like working on this project, she said in the her uh, interview. Going to Jamaica, I feel like it would be very I feel like it would be very oh, what is a good word? <laughs> I think I think I know what you're trying to say. I guess inspire a lot of creative work is that what you're trying to say or <laughs> it would kind of make her feel it would make her feel at peace with <laughs> she it would it would be easier for her to accept taking in the environment and yeah and i i i can definitely attest to how creating um where you are can impact the work you make yeah for sure a hundred percent yeah she said that like she was pretty close with her father but over the past few years she had kind of distanced herself from pretty much everyone and she said in the interview that she like she missed out on a lot of um friends birthdays a lot of life milestones um and she even like joked in her interview um that she was out living the dream but she was saying that in a sarcastic way. Just life really just passes you by. Yeah. Um, and she also talked about how part of the reason why she didn't really want to like confront her grief and actually come to terms with her father's death. She felt guilty because she felt as though over the past few years she had distanced herself from him. And so she said that was part of the reason why she just didn't really want to even think about the grief. She just tried to block everything out. Um, but as soon as she got to Jamaica, she felt, like you said, like more at peace and came to terms with her father's death. And it helped her like basically move on and start a new chapter and start new work. And the song Dreams, it's very, it's very poppy, but it does have like a hint of reggae, like kind of a little bit, mm -hmm. um, mostly pop, but you can kind of get that tone from it. So, I don't know. I just, it's a really good song. And the music video, if you haven't seen it already. I I'm low-key listening to it right now. It's so good. It's so catchy. I think definitely her trademark is her mixed uh, genres and mixed styles. Like, she, her songs aren't just... Culmination yeah. of, of multiple genres. Yeah, like, she mixes R&B with pop, with a little bit of rap. I just think that she's just very talented, and she's she's pretty young, too. She's only 26. She's been, like, on the scene, I guess, since, like, 2012. So she's, yeah, she's been at this for a few years, and she's still so young. Does it sound like any other songs you like? Yeah, this song actually, I mean, her her other songs, her other like poppy songs, I should say, pretty, like they sound pretty similar to this one. Um, but there's this one song called, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called Pine and Ginger. And it's by Tessellated, both give me that like beachy, you know, like mm -hmm. dance hall vibe. And I, I just, 
I just think it's so soothing and so calming. Um, she released another single before it. It's called L-O-V-E. And it has a pretty similar vibe, but I wasn't really a fan. I like Dreams better, mm-hmm. um, but they're, they sound pretty similar. And even if you like just look at her cover art too, mm-hmm. it's just, it's all very, con- it's very consistent. Like, I think that's a really good way to describe her is there's a continuous flow throughout her songs on the albums. So I just think that she does a really good job with that. I'm looking at the music video for L.O.V.E. right now. Oh, I didn't watch the music video for that. It looks like she combined, um, it looks like she combined like clips of like, it looks like like her fans that probably send in videos or like, or like some TikToks or something. I don't know. It looks, (laughs) it looks very homemade. She trained as a competitive swimmer before she began singing. She's a, a model for Nike. She's a boss, honestly. Do you listen to like EDM and stuff? Usually, usually when people say EDM, they refer to like festival oriented yeah. stuff. Like electronic can also not be EDM. Yeah. Like it's it, that's a broad genre too. But yeah, this is "Can You" by Park Hyjin. Actually, Dante told me about this artist. So she is a producer and a DJ, and she's from South Korea originally. This is off of a new project of hers, "How Can I" EP. It's a six-song project that she released this year on a Ninja Tune label. Are they also Ninja- based in South Korea? So she she was she started out in South Korea, but she moved to Australia mm-hmm. after, um, which is pretty close to South Korea, and she moved to Australia for three months, and. While she was there, that's where she met her management and then moved to London. So she so she's she makes music and she DJs. I actually just watched a boiler room DJ set. Her songs are characterized her repeating one thing and it kind of builds into the track. And I, I think why I picked this song, it was a good example of kind of this style, I think. So basically, in house music, there's a focus on the building of the beat, mm-hmm. and the the beat kind of progresses as you're listening to it, and it kind of gives you this energy while you're listening to it. And shortly after that buildup uh, and repetition of the song title, this this part with her voice comes in, and it's just like, wait a minute, and then it like drops. She's rapping in Korean, so I have a translation, and it it seems like it's a it's a song about long distance relationships. Yeah, that's pretty much a, it. Um, I'm reading the lyrics right now. It's pretty, like the same thing over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you can find the translation to the, um, it's it's just interesting because the part in Korean um, is, yeah, is like the just, one part where it's not a re- a repetition. Seems like she's really going through it. She goes, "I love you. Can you be my babe? And I fucking hate you." <laughs> Yeah, there's that contrast too. It's kind of with the beat. It's it's frustration when it comes to long distance. And as an international artist, I can definitely see uh, why that would be a perspective to write about. I picked the song. It stood out to me uh, not only for the lyrics. Um, uh, I got the translation on Genius. There could be some errors. She says, I don't know actually how far between us. It's like a distance out of reach. It's as inseparable as needle and thread. 
It hurts so much. It's dangerous. She's... I feel like after after you reading that and then putting together the rest of the song, it seems like a really toxic relationship. Could be. As, as a producer and a DJ, it seems music is definitely one of her outlets for yeah. emotion. So kind of the, the contrast between kind of like the steady, rigid beat and the personable lyrics. There's a good balance. Just like... Just like like in this genre, the thing I like about uh, house music and downtempo electronic music is that it can be, I like the balance. It's, it can be a robotic feeling beat with synths and keys that really put you into an atmosphere and instantly paint a soundscape. And that's what this song did for me. Um, I'm not only a fan of atmospheric, layered, hazy soundscapes, but also the clubby beat. So I thought that I thought that paired as a cool contrast. And then also that fits with the contrast that she had when she was saying, I love you, I hate you in the song. Yeah. I think it's a cool amalgamation of the feeling of longing and wanting to be, and then also the resentment that can come with that mm-hmm. for whatever reason may separate two people. I feel like it really matched your style. I'm actually wondering, like, something along the lines that you would create. Like, what would you have done differently if that was your beat or that was your song? When I was listening to it, I was thinking it could have had a little more bounce to it, I think. I think it does work with her as an artist making this type of music, um, kind of packaging it. There's a lot to the genre, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but compared to other beats that are similar it did seem a little bit more mellow i watched the music video to like this which i i after listening to that i was like oh wow like i actually um kind of wish i picked this because yeah that that one's kind of lit i was thinking to homework daft punk's first album i think overall i i like the direction the track takes so at one point, her voice drops out and you can hear this deep vocal sample, which I thought really added to the house and club vibe of the song. It was very cool. I definitely see where she's gotten influence being in London um, in the birthplace of two-step and early dubstep with a lot of minimal drums and vocal samples and a lot of repetition. I think it's cool that she is an international artist from South Korea who is now in London in that environment. And it would be interesting. I think it will be interesting to see which direction she takes next and how being in a new area will influence the future songs that she makes. I Yeah, I liked I liked the song, but I just, it was too repetitive for me, you know, mm-hmm. like I kept waiting for something new and she ha- she added in like little subtle new parts of the song as it progresses, but it was just way too repetitive for me. I, I, uh, I respect that. Mm-hmm. I love, I love repetition so much, but yeah, that was actually, that was my thought at first too. Yeah. Like it was good, but just, I feel like after a while it just kind of wears out, you know? I agree. I think I think if I could if I could give a suggestion, I would say do more stuff like the part where she was rapping in Korean. I thought that was a cool switch up. Yeah, that was a nice touch to it. Added in like a very individualistic style um, that I thought was really unique. 
and just kind of spoke to her like personal brand but it's just too repetitive for me you know like I just the attention span that I have is just it's not enough for that (laughs) I think that's what I like about songs like this where the repetition can you kind of zone out and you get lost in the song and it I think that's part of that world building in these types of songs where it's it's so much repetition it just you start thinking about like okay I'm 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 listening to this sound what does the sound look like and where am I within the sound that's an appealing part to me when uh, a song offers a hypnotic repetition mm-hmm. yeah that that I definitely agree with um, like when I was listening to it, it was very easy for me to add a visual to the beat. So I, I will give her that. Have you ever experienced this kind of music live? I have. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I already the answer to that. <laughs> yes. And um, so I was watching her live set in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. I think that's in UK, but if not, I'm editing this out. <laughs> but, uh, Let's see. Oh, so have I. So, yes, um, I haven't been to a concert in like a couple months now. You know, I went to um, going to a concert was like the last thing I did before Corona, besides the vacation. Tori Lane's friend. I've seen him before too, I think. <laughs> she said to in our, you know what? It was actually, that was a good concert because it was, tickets were like dirt cheap. It was like 30 bucks for the ticket. It was really uh, the Manhattan Center. It was, I this saw was, him on my, I think I saw him on my campus. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I saw him in, February, like literally, it was. I saw him that weekend, and then the following weekend, I left for Egypt. So it was like my last oh, like wow. thing before Corona. Honestly, the concert it was so worth it because he didn't even really sing that much. It was mostly just him bringing out other artists. So for thirty bucks, I saw Tory Lanez, Wale, Ja Rule, and Fab. So it was like, it oh was, my god, it was worth the money. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's the last concert I went to. I saw I saw a concert like 20 minutes from my house uh, at this venue called The Songbird. I forgot the name of the artist, but it was trippy. It was like very psychedelic, but it was an artist I didn't know. So mm. um, was it like a low key artist? Yeah, they. I think they're pretty low key. Like they have some albums, but definitely not trying to be the most popular artist. Yeah. And but it, they have a following. But I think that was like the first weekend in March. I think I went. But yeah, I've I've seen Toro y Moi live uh, a DJ set, and he kind of played music that's uh, pretty similar to her style. Mm. Uh, very uh, very drum focused. Like drums were so loud that like you could almost not really hear anything else in each song. So like, and they but they were all like songs like that. It it was like two straight hours of just like the same beat. <laughs> it was, yeah. but, it, but it was cool though. Um, and it was in a planetarium too, so it was really cool. Oh, nice! Yeah, it was like a um, space museum. It was a pretty big room and uh, stage. He was like DJing with like a winter coat on. I just imagine that being a really good experience because, like, the visuals of the planetarium matched with the music. That's probably. Yeah, yeah, it was very enjoyable. And that was in New York City. That's such like actually like a genius idea. Yeah, right. Like a a light show, you know, but like times a thousand. Mm 